Yeah, yeah. What's up, Mo? <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. I can't hear anybody. <laughs> yeah, we can hear you. Here we go. Can you get, can you hear me? Can I get a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Wow. Hmm. I mean, you sound well, we can, awful. Yeah, we can hear you, but yeah, the quality of it may not be the best, but we can definitely hear you. Oh boy, Ty, you're looking grizzly over there, man. I know I that beard it. is filled out. Oh, yeah, I am being fucking lazy and haven't gotten a haircut, so I don't want to trim it until I get a haircut. But... All right, now we're cooking with grease. <laughs> <laughs> I don't can know you, what the what the can hell. You hear us? Yeah. yeah oh, dude, you you sound like you're at the bottom of a well right now. Oh. Um. Let's try. How does that oh, better? Better. Okay. Yes, yeah. Definitely I'm, better. I'm on the mic. My I'm on my work computer because I was hoping the uh, Wi-Fi would work better, but I've been having problems with my audio, even with my normal work headset. But we're good. How to do it? How to do it? He's back. I'm back. How you been? I'm great. I'm good. I'm on, vac- I'm on vacation. Oh, you're off this week? Yeah, I took off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. How late you, you stay? How late you staying up tonight? Uh, I was up to about midnight last night, which is pretty good tonight. Nice. We'll, we'll see. Probably more or less the same. Uh, but I don't. I don't have a whole lot planned. I mean, like we only really have a few days, and then like Thanksgiving will be busy. Um, the day after Thanksgiving, Jill and Dan and the kids are coming down, so I'll just do some stuff around Newport. Are you guys going out like the night before Thanksgiving? That's the plan, Stan. Nice. Okay, we'll, we'll see what just, happens. It, it, just in Newport, I assume, not back in Coventry? Fuck no. There's yeah. nobody in Coventry anymore. Oh, right. Fuck, yeah. Literally, Jesus. literally nobody's That's there. That's right. Yeah. Forgot all about that. Could, could go hang out with Paquette and Nick Bolkin at Morse um, Tavern <laughs> or whatever it's called. Um, or yeah. uh, Black, Black Oak. Black Oak. That's what I was yeah. thinking of. I wonder if it's going to be like a thing because I don't, you know, obviously it wasn't last year. Yeah, I bet you not too many people our age go to that anymore. And is it more of a sit-down restaurant than a bar? I've never been in there. No, it's still got like either, uh, either have I. It's I, I've been. It's an actually a nice place. Um, okay. It's still got plenty of room for people to stand. So I'm sure it'll get busy. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey gives it two thumbs up. Oh, really? I yeah. Culpo more than two thumbs up. <laughs> you know, I give two thumbs down to Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Ugh, why dude he's so annoying god he's so fucking annoying <laughs> um that's fine I mean, you don't have to he's beloved by panther i wanted to no root for him so bad when he left the team but he just he can't all right well, well let me ask you this like what what did you think would be different well he, i don't know he i mean he didn't play very well when he was with us so he, maybe he didn't have an opportunity to be cam but he just he never never felt like he was uh like incredibly boisterous and obnoxious like he you know was the last couple of games with you guys. No, it was a Bill Belichick uh effect. Yeah, so it made me like like kind of say like all right, cool, I can root for this guy. And then like he's doing the on back thing, you know, just like ru- running Again, by like, what what did you expect him no, to do? No, so like, here's my just... pro- here's my problem is he do- he's Scores a touchdown. All his teammates are jumping on him, and he basically like 
pushes them off him so he can get to the camera, rip his helmet off and do that. And the other time when he's running to the middle of the field, he's like sprinting by all his teammates who are trying to fucking celebrate with him. It's just like all he cares about is Cam. I mean, I, but he's I, playing I agree, well, which I, is great. I agree to disagree, but yeah, I mean, I, he, I disagree he, that it's all about Cam. Yes, I, I disagree with that. I think Look he's at more. That. Two I games think he's, back, and Adam's right back. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, Absolutely, we can roll the no. tape of the last Fake news. years. No, you, you can. My my opinion of his playing ability is firm right now. So I'm just saying he's, he's first, not like team first guy. I think he's more of a team first guy than you would think. I think you, you see that him celebrating a touchdown. No, personally. Yeah, we go way back. What do you think, Jared? Do you want to know my dad's um, latest theory and hypothesis on Cam Newton? What? <laughs> it came up on the car ride back from New Hampshire this weekend that he's a closeted homosexual. Wow. Maybe he is. <laughs> I don't know. Where my dad is like, from? that dude, the way that he dresses, he's like... <laughs> Like he's eccentric. I'm like he's definitely eccentric. He's like he's got to be gay. He just probably doesn't even know it yet. <laughs> so that's my dad's. Um, I mean, nothing surprises me anymore. But no, I mean, I I certainly do not think he's good enough to like bring us to the playoffs. I'm, I I said that before, and I will stand by that. He did play okay the other day, but still, you know, there was a lot left out in the field. He's still learning the offense, a different offense than when he left, but. I mean, I don't know. My opinion hasn't changed on his playing ability. It's still the jury's out, but he put our franchise on the map. So, of course, it's cool to see him out there and doing all that stuff. I'm just so desensitized to his antics. I guess you can call it that. Um, so that doesn't really bother me. Like, I expect him to give the ball to fans and do his little things. Like, he's always done that. So, you know, I, I'm not going to put too much stock in celebrating a touchdown because obviously that gets the most – um, meet, you know, most press coverage is, is when the camera's in his face. But um, you talk to any player, any coach that's ever been with him, and they say nothing but nice things about him, and they spend the most time with him. So I'm willing to believe that over just basing it off of how he celebrates a touchdown. He, he's going to do that no matter what. Yeah, but should he is the question. Yeah, why why the fuck not? I don't give a shit what he does for celebrations. Who gives a shit? What about how he treats his teammates? Dude, his teammates fucking love him. They love him. You how would you feel like if you were trying Sam to Sam Darnold? <laughs> What's that? You think they like him more than they like Sam Darnold? Dude, they like like the, the trash bins at the stadium more than they like Sam Darnold. Is I don't want to ever cut? I don't ever want to see his face. I mean, even we could cut him, but he's, we're still on the books for like fifteen million, is whatever his option was for next year. Jeez, or, they they signed him to an extension. No, 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 no. They they picked up his fifth year option. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, because they were like, hey, well, if he ends up somehow being okay, mm. we want to have him on a discount, and that still is a discount for a starting quarterback. It's not a discount for a guy that's not going to play a snap next year. Um, so he's making out like a fucking bandit. Um, I hope I never see his fucking face again. <laughs> he was so bad. <laughs> my glasses got stuck. I couldn't get my head out of my sweatshirt. 
So you guys will be paying four quarterbacks next year. It sounds about right. Paying Teddy, Sam, Cam, and whoever comes in as the new starter. Yep. Yep. That's uh, not a good start for the new regime. I mean, we were going to be paying Teddy no matter what. Like that's, that's how we got you guys to take him was to pay yeah. part of the salary. So, that, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm more upset about the Darnold thing, obviously, especially because, I mean, I didn't think he'd be miraculously better, but you know, I didn't everybody think had hope that the Jets I, were the problem. I right? certainly did. And, and Adam Gase. First, first three games, everyone's like, holy shit, dude. This yeah. guy is for real. Like He looked great. He was involving wow. DJ Moore. Like the offense yeah. was not awesome, but it was he was doing good. And our defense played well. Turns out the Jets were not the problem. And it is solely I mean, Sam Darnold. I mean, the Jets suck. I mean, they're in their own right, but Sam Darnold was bad on his own, for sure. Just as bad. Yeah. I mean, maybe Adam Gase just destroyed him, and they'll never, ever change him. I mean, he was a number three overall pick. It's, it's amazing yeah. when you see a guy who's picked that high perform so poorly, but I think he's had enough chances, and this is probably it for him. I mean, maybe someone signs him as a backup or whatever eventually, but um, wherever he goes, we'll be paying him at least until the end of next season. I was thinking earlier today that I think scout choosing a franchise quarterback, whether I guess acquiring a franchise quarterback, so a better way to put it is probably the hardest thing in sports. Like oh how many God. first round possible. quarterbacks, how many first round quarterbacks are just like supposedly the next best thing coming out of the draft and year after year, maybe one out of three hits one out of four. Yeah, I like, mean, you can find them in the draft, but trying to, like, do that and sign them, like, you know, unless they're a bona fide superstar. I mean, like, look at this year's draft class. So obviously, it's early, but, like, the only one who looks even remotely good is Mac Jones, who nobody thought would be the one that looks good. Like, total crapshoot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Even Trevor Lawrence hasn't looked good. But no. even still, like, to think that there's one, like... You know, I'm not saying Max great, but one really good quarterback out of a class. Well, we also like got to remember too. It's it's week twelve. I'm just saying, if you take yeah. it just for what it is right now, sure. Like, and sure. assume that it's always going to be like that. Like, yeah, that's pretty typically bad. like you can't expect to have more than. I mean, realistically, one guy out of each class to be yeah. like an actually like a good quarterback. So I think teams probably know that, right? And they it just always hope that. The one they get is the one. And the fucking Pats. I mean, one Justin, year after Brady. It's Justin, might strike gold with Mac Jones. Justin Fields looks fucking terrible. Terrible. Um, I mean, maybe Trevor Lawrence could be good. I haven't really watched him play, but I, don't, sure I think you like I think you also have to factor in the situations these quarterbacks are in too. I think yeah, that yeah. plays a big role definitely. in it. But I mean, you can't you can't argue it. I mean, Mac Jones is definitely like Obviously, he's had his growing pains, and he does exactly what they ask him to do. And and that's really lately that's all they he's needed to do. Well, so, luckily we haven't needed him to do much. Well, as I was gonna say, I think <laughs> that's going to be the key. Like at some point, you he's going to need to. Yeah, you guys are going to be down a couple scores, and we'll, we'll see if you know they 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 open it up with him. That'll be a, a big test. But for now, like he can hold the lead. He keeps the, the keeps the chains moving. Um, he's not going to, you know torpedo your offense so right. he's looking he, so he hasn't far. like lost us games yet so no no, no he's not the only at all. rookie quarterback i would say out of all of them who looks doesn't look lost out there like fields looks lost the super limited snaps trey lance got he looks lost 
And yeah. Trevor Lawrence, maybe not lost, but he certainly doesn't look good. Like he's struggling to find open receivers, holding on the ball too long, like kind of all the typical rookie mistakes. And yeah. uh, what's his face? Zach Wilson. Oh, Zach, Zach that Wilson great looks terrible. Looked terrible. He was yeah. Starting. They, they were talking yeah. about keeping Mike White as the starter before last week. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a short lived uh, hype, hype train. Yeah. Right back to Joe Flacco. Remember when uh, we had that conversation about who of the three of our teams is going to be better when you guys were like three and oh, and we were <laughs> like one and three. Yeah. Yeah. My, how the turn. How to put money on that <laughs> That's one. Exactly. How the turntables of <laughs> so far. Yeah. I mean, it certainly seems like you're going to, you're going to run away with that, with that wager. That's for sure. Um, yeah. All right, Mo, what do you want to talk about tonight? I'm fired up on both topics. Which topics? So, the two, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, oh, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, continued censorship by YouTube and Big Tech. Let's start with Kyle Rittenhouse. That's freshest in my brain. Well, what, I, so what? What side do you fall on, hero or white supremacist? Can it be neither? No, nope, yeah. you gotta pick a side. Still. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, um, if I've got to pick a side, I'll go hero. But I definitely don't think he's a hero. Wow. Yeah, that is the headline of, of, of today's episode. Kyle Rittenhouse, I, hero. <laughs> for me, I think the story is that is not that he was acquitted. I think I know nothing about the legal process. And from the very little bit that I followed of the court case, and just like some tweets here and there by independent journalists. I was like, oh, dude, he's probably going to get acquitted. There's definitely reasonable doubt. It's like, that's all I knew about the court process, right? It's like, you need to prove beyond reasonable doubt. But like, if he's getting hit over the head with a skateboard and like getting beat up, how could you say there's no reasonable doubt in self-defense? Like, that was the only part I really paid attention to. So for me, the story was much more how like, as these facts have come out about the case over the last beginning of the court case and really like over the last few days, like nobody in America actually knew anything about this case other than what mainstream media told us. And all of that was completely fabricated to paint a picture of this guy being a white supremacist mowing down black people at a BLM protest, which like isn't what happened at all. It, it's yeah. absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it is crazy. Um, and I agree. I think that's, you know, that's probably what this story is more about than anything is just another like classic example of media failure in every sense. Like it's just insane. Like I had some clip, you know, that was like a montage of, you know, how the coverage sounded. And it was just like again and again and again, like white man, like cross the mm -hmm. state lines to shoot like, you know, black lives matter protesters and, you know, white supremacy and just boom, boom, over and over again. And like, just like you, Jared, like I didn't pay fucking any attention to this. Yeah. I knew nothing about this. I would have forgotten it happened had it not it, come in, back up in the news. In my head, when it did happen, I remember him being as the crazy uh, proud boy who went over there and had the my pillow guy supported him after he got out of jail. That's the only thing I knew about him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Knew nothing about it. Um, so, you know, I, I just, I, I would have assumed that 
you know, there was some like racial component to the case because yep. of how it was being framed. But again, I didn't fucking know. I didn't care and research it, whatever. And then, like you said, like as just, you know, this case is being covered fucking night and day, you hear stuff that comes out and you're like, holy shit. Like, was this my, my thing, I guess, is like how much of it was public knowledge at that point? And like, I guess, I guess like we live in, a, uh, you know, America with a free press. You would hope that journalism would mean something, you know, and that they would right. try and find out facts of the case. You know what I mean? Present them as news like like it is. Um, but I don't think any of that happened. No. I mean, for, from the little bit I know, the video that was like the main evidence in the case, that was released pretty much immediately. That's yeah, been out the whole people time. People were seeing that like within hours of what of what had happened. Because it came from some dude's phone who was there. Yeah, exactly. And it showed just the facts. Like and and that and that's because that was the main evidence and and you know we know like these days like these these videos they come out instantly um the 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 facts of that video because again i think part of it because like ty said like this happened so long ago it was literally last year around this time maybe like i think in august of 2020 i don't remember the details at all but the way it's covered makes you just totally forget about the fact that there is a video that shows you exactly what happened and it's no by no means a way of painting uh, Rittenhouse as a victim in this case, but it certainly sheds light on the fact that he didn't just show up there cocking his gun back and just start blasting black protesters away. In fact, it, it did not involve any people of color but that, at all. That was the craziest part to me is like I was convinced in my head these people who died must have been black. Yeah. With and, all the switch and, and, and of premises talk. And I wouldn't blame you for one second if you just show up and just go on scrolling through the me- social media for, for believing that or thinking that way. Because while they didn't like specifically like they, they weren't saying like specifically, oh, like I, I know like a couple of outlets. I, I think some one of us posted it on our thread, like had said black victims or something like that. But for the most part, I don't think the media like specifically said like the mainstream media said like it was black victims but they didn't go in any sort of way to dissuade you from that either. So they just kept this going and going. Um, and it, it, it brought me back to that tweet. I don't know who sent it. Um, the CNN headline stating uh, about the Rittenhouse case, there's nothing more frightening today than an angry white man. And it has a picture of him holding the gun and at least we can sleep. Right, like, is, is that also the case then for other angry white men? Should, are they, should they also be most afraid of other angry white men? Like, is that right. just the, you know, plague of society? Angry white men. Yeah. Watch out for those guys. Um, but then, you know, this happens obviously and the verdict gets released and, you know, everyone's like, Oh, like, like the, the main reaction, I think we all heard like the videos and stuff. Like I'm not surprised, but I'm still disappointed. That was pretty much the main reaction from everybody. Um, Actually, in fact, it was it kind of made me cringe. But um, I met up with some work friends on Friday um, at uh, one of their houses right near the school. And a friend of mine that Jared knows, um, Paige, she uh, she shows up to this function and she was a little late. So like already a few people at uh, my other friend Mike's house and we were just having some drinks, like just talking, like, you know, bitching about work and whatever. 
and she shows up and before she could even sit down, she goes, man, how about Rittenhouse? Huh? Like immediately, like, <laughs> oh. geez, like Jesus Christ. Like, do you really have to talk about And luckily no one really took the bait. People just yeah. like, I think yeah, someone acknowledged like, it. That. Someone acknowledged it. And then that was it. It literally took 10 seconds, but like she sat right next to me. The first thing, how about that Rittenhouse verdict? Huh? I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like someone like her, because I saw a lot of other people post and stuff on social media. Like they literally saw that decision as a mistrial of justice. Yes. And or miscarriage of justice, whatever the yes. term is. It's like. Right. But why one, do you think they think that? Because of the coverage it gets. The, the, the coverage it gets and they see everything in black and white. There's no nuance. They see, okay, a black person gets killed when they are in these situations. But because that happened, this white person can't get off. And, right. and, and get a fair jury, right? And can't because because if he gets a fair process the way it's supposed to play out, that's white privilege. But because a black person got shot in the street, they're, they're mutually exclusive. They can't live in the same world. Like they just live in this Looney Tune world, right? And a fair trial in, in your like you're saying would be nothing but a, a guilty verdict, no matter what. Yeah, like that would be would the be, only outcome that would be suitable. Right, but like if they're asked, like, what do you think they would say? Like, guilt. If you would say guilty of what? Like, I, I don't murder? think they would even know. No well, enough. No. To well, they, 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 they would say themselves. Yeah, they, they would say murder, Ty. Absolutely. And then when you'd say self defense, they'd say, "Oh, well, he had a gun." And then they'd say he brought a gun over state lines. They would just keep trying to come up with these different things that, <laughs> like, none of them were really true to try and defend. Yeah, they were all disproven. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But I mean, dude, like. I didn't see many people at all say like, obviously this is unfortunate the way that it played out, but this is why we have a legal process. Everybody was like, what a miscarriage of justice. This is white privilege. This is what's wrong with our system. And it's like, or, or they were fucking celebrating like practically dancing in the streets. I don't have many of those people on my newsfeed. Nobody knows. Yeah. It's so fucking transparent. Like these people can all be read like a book, like, like a book. You could. We know what they're thinking before they know. Before it. they think it. Before yeah. they think it. Right. Yep. Like it, it's. They're so predictable. Like Jerry Callahan. Like you know, as if like you know that we just you know won a, a fucking war. Like you know, celebrating <laughs> this kid as like a, a hero and you know, a, a true vigilante of justice. And it's like, you people are fucking nuts. Yeah. Like, where I, are the people? And I'm sure they're out there because it's somewhere in the middle and they're we're all quiet. But where's the fucking people that can say like, yeah, obviously, like in terms of how this, you know, jury came down, I understand it. There's complete reasonable doubt that that was done in self-defense. And it's hard to argue you wouldn't do the same thing if you were in that kid's shoes and then also say what in the fuck's name is that kid doing there with a rifle walking around yeah. the streets yeah and thinking that's <laughs> even remotely okay like you can think both are fucking wild it's totally okay to do that you don't but need most to be people today hard. don't think like, i know they think i know they don't cannot at possibly. least not the people on twitter no sure yeah the extreme the people on social sure. media yeah but like right. to those people they're like I, you can't there is no way it's 
like you said, Jared, black or white, you cannot possibly think simultaneously that those two things are true. It's It's not possible to them. My question I would love to ask all these people that are saying this is why our system's broken. What system would you prefer? Are you are you voting for the Chinese court system where you don't even get a court case and guilty they just until say, proven innocent and, and, and they just say what you are and that's what you are and and you deal with the punishment because that sounds like what you're asking for because the media determined a narrative for this guy that's the only acceptable outcome. That sounds like communist China to me. Right. Like no other outcome could be acceptable. And it's it's just, it's scary because it's whatever suits that group of fanatical, like the the fanatical left. I mean, let's just call it what it is. It would only suit them, like whatever suits them in that present moment in time is what they want. Like if if, if we were this reactionary and we changed the entire legal system based on these cases, that would be obviously unrealistic, but it would obviously come back to bite them in the end. Because again, you, like, like I just said, you're guilty until proven innocent. Like the whole system gets flipped. Like you have to prove. Yeah. And you don't really get a chance to prove you're innocent. No, no, because 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 the court of public opinion has already been decided. Yeah. Like the, the verdicts already in before before your trial. It's your, so it's it your guilty because we say you're guilty is maybe right. a more sound logic and yeah. and again these are the people who are crying fascism and authoritarianism dude, at every corner it doesn't it's, make it's, any it sense. doesn't make any sense dude. but then when, so... they, when something happens that they don't like they're like jail him yes and anything less is a travesty and a miscarriage yeah of justice. A miscarriage of justice yeah um like two other like one actually um and I know, like, if you guys listen, do you guys listen to Breaking Points today? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, in, in cases like these, like, like Sagar kept saying, and, and he's absolutely right, like, as the prosecution, like, in order to get all 12 jurors to believe you, that, that's a very tall task. And, and that prosecutor was a dummy. Yeah, I he saw did some of the videos. No homework <laughs> before he, he took on that case. It's like, dude, did you see yeah. some of the questions he was asking, like the witnesses and stuff? I, I didn't see any. Que- I heard some of his like, I heard like closing arguments and whatever, but not like actual questions. It, it was he, absurd. Like one of the ones he asked Rittenhouse was like, "There's video of you running that, running to a building on fire with your gun. Why were you running there?" And Rittenhouse looks at him like he's a moron. And goes. Because the building was on fire. Just like this dude is just so <laughs> clueless. And, well, sorry. You know what? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. I'm just no, like, but, nah. but you're right. I mean, that, that's that's obviously part of the problem. Nah. Um, like in order to get that guilty verdict, it, it's just it's so difficult. Like unanimously, all 12 jurors have to be on the same page. And you know, like you said, reasonable doubt is huge in this case. And and the fact of the matter is that people took the time to pay attention to what was out there, which most people didn't. And I'm not going to lie and say I was paying attention. I didn't fucking pay attention until the end. But when you go back and look at the facts, they're pretty plain and simple. I mean, none of us are law experts here, but if there's a shadow of a doubt, that's all you need. And, yeah. it, and it's a not guilty verdict. And that's what happened. But um but at least we can sleep soundly tonight knowing that mainstream media like CNN covered the more recent tragic event that took place in Wisconsin um, where a, 
someone who was a convicted felon released on bail drove a car into a Christmas parade. At least we know that, you know, because they, they obviously focused on race so much with Kyle Rittenhouse with pretty much every headline that they came up with. At least we know for sure that we knew the race or the skin color of this particular perpetrator. Um, suspect in parade tragedy may have been fleeing another scene. That was the main headline for that incident. Turns out, and this really shouldn't, it shouldn't matter, but he was black. It shouldn't matter no matter what, no matter what he looks like, no matter what his skin color is. It's a horrible thing. Like 40 something people injured, five people horrible, died. Dude. Did you guys see the video footage last night? It was when it came out? horrifying. Literally like nightmare fuel. Yeah. Horrible. Horrifying. This guy was literally driving over people and did not like out stop. of a video game, like yeah. Grand Theft Auto running yes. through a crowd of people. But then you look at CNN, not one mention of the guy's skin color, not one. Or the fact that he was a multiple time convict or he was a multiple time crime scene. Yes. So all these things are left out and they're, they're never going to reveal them unless they're forced to, which obviously they don't have to release any of that stuff on their network. But all we've been hearing about with Rittenhouse is about the color of his skin and how he possibly was. And he again, they, they didn't they didn't try to convince people that the people he killed were not black. And it, it, it's just it's a perfect. Obviously, it's a horrible thing that happened in Wisconsin, but it, it was just such perfect timing for that to happen. Just so you can see the side by side difference between how they cover something with the white person in it and how they cover something with a person of color. Well, you want to yep. even know a fucking better example than that? And I like, you know, Twitter, this, I guess, is the one thing it's great for is like being able to find these kinds of, you know, obscure stories. But in Vero Beach, California, like at the same time, this Rittenhouse thing is going on. Might have been the same day, even this was 19th. Yeah. So Friday. Um this the black man, Andrew Coffey, the fourth or fifth, uh, was found not guilty on all counts of murder. The person he murdered was a cop. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one, too. Got into no like a, no a firefight and, you know, they killed his girlfriend. And so the legal system found him well in his rights of within self-defense to fire back, killed this cop, and he was found not guilty. Like what? Insane. That gets you know no coverage, right? None. None. I never even heard of it. I mean, should we hear about it? I don't know. But like, if you're gonna put this trial, you know, on a pedestal and make it about race, and then just completely ignore this other wild story, which I mean, if you're gonna try to draw clicks and ratings, like that would be it. Right. But that's just inconvenient. So they don't cover it. It's just bizarre. It's fucking bizarre. It's bizarre, but it's status quo. Yeah. Like it, it's just it, like, it's not, yeah. Another nail in the coffin of zero trust in mainstream media. <laughs> it's like you said, wild. like you said earlier, Jared, now they're just going to add this in their class, you know, in their daily newsreel of Trump, January 6th, and now Rittenhouse. Yep. Just going to be part of the cycle. And they'll just yeah. continue to be destroyed by Fox News and any other good news network by a wide margin in terms of viewership was like I was showing you guys earlier. Like it's, they're not even MSNBC and CNN. And I'm not, I'm certainly not propping up Fox news. Cause I don't, I don't touch that channel, but 
it's staggering. You guys saw it. it's staggering to see how few people are actually watching like the, the, the most, you know, the, the, the face of, of liberal media. Yep. No one's, no one's tuning in. Oh, it's good. In my opinion, if we could just it's lower great. the number for Fox news uh, audience know, as well, right? we, you know, we'll be really making some headway. Yeah. You know, I but, mean, it's, it's, it's great to see that. I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not propping up Fox news. It's just nice to see that not everybody thinks as radically as the people we see on social media. Some people do think somewhat like us. And I think we're more level-headed about the stuff and they see the stuff that they put on every day. And they're thinking, all right, I can't, I can't listen. To, I can't hear Trump for the 50th day and like or 150th day in a row. I just can't, I just can't hear about this anymore. And they've moved on, which is great to see. Um, so I think that transition is, do you have, I a, wanted to bring up one point? other, one other point. Yeah. yeah. So I think I sent you guys a tweet, like touching on it briefly, but, um, I was listening to a podcast today and it came up a little bit of information on the two people that were in house killed and what their background was. Mm-hmm. So this literally blew my mind that this wasn't covered or discussed at all. Doesn't mean they deserve to die, but the, the no. first guy Rosenbaum or whatever, the one that I tweeted that to you guys, that he was a rapist. He was literally a serial child molester. Mm-hmm. He had gone to jail like, like five times, right? F- five times for like literally anally penetrating children, oh, like Sandusky level. Yeah, shit. Jared doesn't doesn't leave out any detail. <laughs> anally uh, penetrating. <laughs> well, the reason I say that is like he didn't have a 16 year old girlfriend like he was a right. child molester. Yes. Yes. And um. The other guy, the guy, oh, second guy who died, literally had like an entire police rap of like six or seven things he had been arrested for in his life. Um, robberies, DUIs, you name it. Everything that's just like all the scumbag things that you could be arrested for. But Jared, and, I, thought, I thought these were model citizens that were killed. What are you talking about? Right. The, actually, the Rosenbaum guy was let out of a mental hospital that morning. <laughs> Are you he fucking kidding just, me? I swear to God. <laughs> oh he must have just like been fresh out of the loony bin, saw oh something cool was going God. on downtown, and just like, I want to be in on that. Oh, but like, man. Th- like, dude, that Mark Ruffalo tweet. Absurd. Absurd. I mean, yeah, that he's, guy just, has he's just like trying to get millions some of followers. Yeah. He's just oh, trying to get If some. he wasn't the Hulk, I would hate him. <laughs> I mean, it, like, but people will, would never, ever bring that up as like, an example of like, you know, I, I, we, you know, hate the word, but misinformation, right? Like that tweet leads you to believe the way he writes it, like calling them these people that he doesn't know by like their nicknames and clearly doesn't know anything about if he's clearly does knows nothing about and is like saying, oh, I, I, th- I thought I sent it to you guys. Oh, we come together to mourn the lives lost to the same racist system that devalues black lives and devalue the lives of Anthony and Jojo. Oh my God. Cringeworthy. Beyond like, cringeworthy. Uh, I, I hope, I hope somebody pulls him aside, like his manager or something was like, Hey dude, you should probably delete that tweet. Jojo was 7.7 7 molester. million followers. I mean, that's so fucked up, dude. I don't like that. That basically is just letting the world know that you didn't pay any attention nope. to anything. But, but you want some brownie points. I say you know, he, 
He got a hell of a lot of likes and retweets, I'm oh, sure. Oh, for sure. He was the for same sure. dude who was in that terrible commercial when COVID happened where they we are say, the world. Yes, he was in the, he oh, was in we that. Are the people. So he's just one that. of those dudes. Yeah. What a loser. It's unfortunate because I do I, I love yeah, everything about him with, with Marvel, but like, yeah, it's 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 so bad. Fucking it's so bad. Duck. All right. Well, uh, you're you're uh you can set this up, Jared, since you're a notorious China hater on this show. <laughs> China. And tell me that our times are not proving me more and more right. About how fucked up they are. Yeah. I'm with you. Right. Yeah, I don't think anyone back. disagrees with you. So the, um, the, the story is, and, and this is not the first time this has happened, but a very um, prominent Chinese public figure, this time a tennis star. I don't remember her name. Peng Xiao. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let you say that one. <laughs> <laughs> so confident. No, I know. Peng Xiao. I think it's Xiao. I don't know. I, I can't pronounce it. Peng Shui. Sure, Peng Shui. Yeah. Peng Shui. <laughs> Lady. So lately, <laughs> that's how Dad really cares about this story. This, this she's probably on par with like being. I'm assuming like a Venus Williams or Serena Williams in the states. Like I don't know, a tennis name everybody knows whether you follow tennis or not. So I guess she came out in public and, and accused one of the high level Chinese Communist Party politicians for sexually assaulting and raping her years ago. And within days of that happening, she is missing in action. And this has really been kind of a track record of things like this happening in China with Jack Ma, the guy who owns Alibaba. Um, he said some things against the Chinese Communist Party. He's the rich was one of the richest men in China, disappeared for months. Same thing with this lady. People kind of slowly catch wind of it last week and are like, hey, we think so-and-so is missing. Nobody's heard from her in weeks after she said those comments. And they start releasing these really, really ridiculous photos of like her smiling. And it's almost like a um, just like a really bad hostage video yeah, kind of yeah. where like the caption is like, I am enjoying time with friends and family today on December 18th, like where I am certainly not missing, like literally something <laughs> that, that cheesy. But the uh, I think the point that Ty wanted to get to was talking about this woman being missing, which there's more evidence that she's missing than that she's not. And especially with the record track record of the Chinese communist party has gotten YouTube videos demonetized and censored. And it's, what was the other example that came up recently of China um, and something being demonetized or censored? It was, it was like last week as well. I don't remember. I don't either. It, it was, it was something else like pretty, I don't know. Maybe it was just maybe it was the LeBron thing. I don't remember. Um, with LeBron's lack of comments. Yeah. Yeah, we about definitely Inez. talked about that. An absolute pussy. Such a puss. But um, oh, I was that, hoping he'd get his ass beat last night. Oh, nothing yeah, would have made me happier. Pathetic. And how about <laughs> the fact that he got suspended one game less than the other guy? Yeah. Oh, I mean, that idiot deserved to be suspended. Well, he, for, he definitely deserved to get suspended. That was LeBron pathetic. deserved to get his ass I beat. would put his statue in Boston if he beat the shit out of LeBron James. I know. So would I. Lifetime like, he, contract he had, with the He had Celtics. the opportunity and didn't do it. And then, like, every other NBA player waits till he's on the other side of the court and then tries to run exactly. through the crowd to get to him full well knowing <laughs> he, he's not going to get run into the locker room dude he, he knocked over like three people trying to <laughs> yeah. get to him. he was a big dude <laughs> he's a big dude and it's like dude you were standing right in front of him 
Yeah. I mean, you could have fucking cold cocked him right there. That's just like the classic, like, hold me back, bro. Hold me back. Yeah. Hold me back. Don't let me get at him. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. So the right with these videos being demonetized on YouTube, tweets being censored, etc. Um, it, it brought up the question on breaking points of like, how will this allow journalists to do their jobs? Right? Like we're relaying information. That's what we're doing. We're not saying this happened or this didn't happen other than the information being provided. Um, that's really what a journalist job is, is to tell hard news. And I think they referenced videos about 9-11 being taken down, videos about Jeffrey Epstein being taken down. And it really has turned into a way of self-censorship for content creators to where you almost don't want to touch anything controversial because you're not going to make any money doing it. And that's their livelihood, right? So I guess what was the main question you wanted to get to, Ty, is how does this impact like our thoughts on independent media being the future of media and news? Well, I, two parts. The first and quicker part is like, um, you know, and it's probably the obvious question, right? Like, why, why do we think YouTube would do this? Because the thing that Sagar kind of harped on was the fact that it went through a manual or what they yeah. call a manual re- review where like an actual person watched it to determine that it wasn't content that they're going to allow to be monetized. Yeah. Um, so like, why do we think that they're doing this? Is it for good reasons? Kind of like they said, which, you know, their, their answer was, you know, we're not allowing you to monetize it because it talks about right. like the sexual assault of somebody or, you know, whatever, um, you know, is it, do we think they're beholden to China in some way? And that's why they're kind of, you know, kowtowing to them and, you know, taking off shit that they don't like, which is, you know, wouldn't be necessarily new to, to anybody. Um, or are they doing it for the right reasons would be part like one Do we think it's malicious and in, in, in doing so. I mean, I, I think, if I had to bet, I think it's much more because they're beholden to China. I was trying to see how much of um, Google's revenue, 13% of Google's revenue comes from China. Right. Right. So if you think about knowing China has taken bold stances against any type of company that does stand up against it, or to the point where didn't they cancel um, the showing of NBA games after yeah. the original Daryl yeah. Morley comments, right? Yeah. So, like examples, and like they did that. it with the Celtics. They wouldn't show they don't show Celtics games Venus, there now. Venus Cantor. So, so per- perfect examples. I think they see that as if we don't stay cozy with the Chinese Communist Party and them on their good side, we lose access to thirteen percent of our business. And this, I correct me if I'm wrong. I think China has even more people in India, the biggest market in the world when it comes to population. So that's the biggest base of YouTube viewers, biggest base of people using Google, Google Drive, all of those products that they make, right? And I think it's just like all the other companies that are scared to offend China. They're just like, hey, we we need access to this business and we're not going to risk it on yeah. behalf of comments like this to, that are potentially inflammatory. Maybe true, but they're inflammatory. Yeah, it's the same reason why we were like shitting on LeBron. Now he, he won't. He won't make a make a statement regarding you know all this shit with China and Nike and all these other companies, um, Apple, like everyone, like that that market, like you said, Jared is is the most highly coveted market in the world. 
And Jared, look up right now while he's talking. Look up and see if you can find like videos on Jeffrey Epstein. Just by going to YouTube on YouTube. You can finish your thought on him. Yeah, no, it's like it's 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 like any bit like from a business standpoint, as as horrible as it sounds, you sort of understand. But at the same time, I mean, they're purposely just ignoring like human rights violations left and right. And this is just one more incident in a long line of incidents that, you know, it's pretty clear that China's behind, you know, the CCP is behind something horrific with silencing the, this, this specific person. And they've done it so many other times before. 13% of any business is a big chunk of your business. So I know it sounds like I'm defending it, but I can understand the business side of it. But obviously the moral side of it is just, it's just horrible. And, and you know, Google, even if we, even if we believe them when they say we're doing it because we have some sort of policy around not monetizing anything that talks about sexual assault. It's like, don't you think if a person, like an actual person reviews that, that they see that it's news and that it's well, necessary? So. Yeah. Like the fact that like, it went through I'm, a manual review for... and they're still saying, no, this is exactly why we did it is like, that gets really to my, the second part of my question. So, I mean, like the, the, the second part of it was, what do you guys think? We've said on this show, well, really Jared has, but you know, the, the future of news media, right? A lot of media is going to go digital to the point where you're going to have shows like we see breaking points on YouTube kind of being some of the primary sources of, you know, news for the populace. Um, and like, I think we spoke about it in encouraging terms, you know, that we look forward yeah. to it or whatever. Um, do we still feel that way knowing that all of these content moderation and censorship policies, you know, are status quo for like these hosting services? Like, do we think that it's possible for real news to exist? You know, on these a lot kind of, of platforms. I've given this a lot of thought. Um, oh, good. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I feel pretty strongly that I think what's been happening, and I'm sure you guys would agree, is the elites, corporate uh, media slash political establishment, kind of whatever we want to call it, the people driving the narrative, right, have very quickly determined over the last probably since 2016-ish around there that they were losing a hold on the narrative, right? They were losing a hold on the spreading of information and only sharing information that they want to get out like it had been for a century plus before then where it was a handful of major newspapers and then after that a handful of TV channels and they were in bed with every single one of them. And I think them with this misinformation campaign and becoming the larger voices on YouTube and getting companies like YouTube to censor and um, demonetize, I, I think is for them to get that narrative back because we're seeing what even things like the Kyle Rittenhouse case that like the cat's out of the bag on mainstream media being full of shit, 
for like our generation. Right. And if you were to ask people 20 years ago, they would have never thought in a million years of mainstream media media lies and everything is driven by a narrative. I don't think the actions of the mainstream media changed at all. It's the access to additional information from other sources that has exposed all these lies that have been going on the whole time. I don't know if you guys agree, at least to that point. That that like breaking points, for example, is helping expose this stuff. Yeah, yeah breaking breaking oh, points, cell phone videos of people on Twitter, right. like the Rittenhouse case, you know, independent journalists, kind of all, all that stuff, right? Yeah, of course. So so I, I guess and and I said previously, right? Like I feel like YouTube is the future, right? You're gonna have people drawn to these more independent journalists that are posting more curated content, more what you want to hear, more um, less narrative driven. But I tell you, I think you're spot on. I, th- I think that's almost dying on the vine, like that revolution where I think it's going to be, I guess if I were to think 10 years in the future, I still think there's the demise of mainstream media. I think they're going to try as hard as they can to become digital with things like YouTube and streaming services, but they're missing the point of why people like digital and streaming, et cetera, right? They're just going to push the same content on a digital platform. I think the only companies or content producers that are going to be successful keeping their own narrative are going to be doing things similar to what Crystal and um, Saga are doing with like a Substack, where you're going to have to have some type of protected revenue. Yeah, protected revenue stream and um kind of you're your own boss and you're not beholden to your advertisers, kind of like, I'm sure that's how mainstream media changed its way over the years, right? Big money got into the news. You got to be a little more careful about what you say on the news things. And I think that's happening with YouTube. Uh, dude, like I mean, that that's the theme of this whole fucking show. That's why they're all bought out. Yeah. But, but I think the other interesting theory and in, right now it's just a little seed in my head. I don't have it really well <laughs> thought out yet. All right, people, just get a visual there. That the other path forward with content and removing yourselves from the YouTubes and and, because after YouTube, it's going to be whatever else the next big platform is or medium, same thing is going to happen, right? It's going to get really big from a bottoms-up approach. Then you're going to get the big dogs in there, advertisement money, then come censorship, rinse and repeat is – something around kind of this nft slash i don't want to say crypto but this kind of like very unique content creators selling their content directly to their audience through no platform at all like i think that's the next version of maybe what substack and patreon are now because eventually substack and patreon are gonna have influence right they're gonna have investors and stuff like that so I, I think there's going to be some level of movement and kind of like the, I don't know a lot about crypto, but people say like the value of an NFT and the cryptocurrency is it's all decentralized completely. So you'll find some type of way to like exchange currency for value of content and really like eliminate any of those additional platforms. That's my seedling of a thought of what comes next. So... What you're saying is we're most likely screwed in terms of access to information. Cause it sounds like, I don't know. Yeah. The way he just made it sounds like you're going to have to fucking <laughs> like go through the matrix to get, just watch yeah. the news. 
And maybe you're right, Jared. Maybe, maybe that is down the road when we're like, you know, in our fucking forties and fifties or maybe later on, maybe that is the only way you're going to be able to get like untainted information, but Jesus Christ, if we we have to go through all that just to get like the truth, that's, that's fucking brutal. Adam, well, let me Adam ask gives you. up. I'm done. Let, let me ask you <laughs> guys me, this. Give me that mainstream um, in my Give it to me, baby. <laughs> so, so let me ask you guys this, right? So if we were to think, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago, maybe we'll say six, seven years ago, I don't know, like the thought of YouTube and social media censorship was not even a concept, right? Well, you I'm consider- sure it was there. It was just... Normal. Not as widespread and not as yeah. It was, it was never like, anything you, you we came across. You well, you can't like host porn on YouTube or exactly. It you was can't. something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and so we made this much progress. Where now things are instantly demonetized and sensitized. Do you ever see Over that going? The op- do you ever see that going the opposite way and getting better, or do you think it just keeps getting worse and worse with platforms like YouTube as special interests get their teeth and influence into YouTube? What incentive do they have to, you know, reel it in? I don't think they have any incentive. There's your answer. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's kind of why I feel the way that I do. Like, I don't think it's that we're going to lose access to news. It's going to be like something. I just think like time periods are just being like rapidly accelerated right now. Like we saw newspapers and cable news reigned supreme for a hundred years or 60 years, whatever it was for TV. I think YouTube will reign supreme for 20 years ish, but it's going to be, there's that next wave of what YouTube was to TV and like podcasts were to radio. There's going to be whatever that next wave is that content creators are going to become even more decentralized and, and find some way to get that content out there. So I think if anything, we should be optimistic that yes, maybe the way we consume content now may change, just like I'm sure it evolved over decades with TV and radio. But I do think that like people are innovative enough that there's a craving, dude, especially with our generation and things like Zoomers, like there's a craving for authenticity in everything that our generation does. We don't. Why do you think shit. that? I think it comes with the internet. I, I think it comes with. In what way does it manifest itself to you, though, that you feel this like other than what we talk about? And I think we are an exception to the rule of normal people. Normal people don't really pay attention or care about the shit we. So I get I think it comes from two things. One, our generations had it the easiest ever in terms of like struggling and providing for ourselves, et cetera. And you think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. What's the top one? Self-fulfillment, I think. Right. Got me. Sure. know. I think it is. It's like food, shelter, relationships. What's the thing called, Jared? I'm going to look Mas- it up. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's like your most primitive needs. After you have shelter, you then focus on relationships and then you focus or health then relationships. And then I think self-fulfillment's the top one. So I think our generation, because we haven't ever had to worry about food on the table and shelter and things like that. Yeah, but we, what are you talking about generation? Like you're just talking about the people you know from Coventry? No, you don't think, I think this generation has had the like. Want I think food? this generation has had it the easiest of any generation ever. Would you would you disagree with that? I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I, I guess it's tough for you. How do you? How would we define like easy or hard? Like in what? 
facets of in life in terms of like th- th- thinking of like how we grew up versus how prior generations grew up like our parents access to food though like is a they we've always had access to food I, I, not I if mean, you're poor I'm thinking more just like quality of life like i think our quality of lives were significantly better than our parents and our grandparents before that well certainly maybe specifically like but, our families but I, I, I think I know what you're saying, Jared. I, I think obviously I don't. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I, I think I understand what he's saying. I think. All right, then you explain it. I think what he's trying to say is um, if you take like the average person in each of these generations and you compare like their, you know, um, cost of living and access to certain technology it's easier to buy a house now than it was back then. Well, I didn't say that. I'm saying But that. I think it's easier. I guess let me frame it this way. If you think Please. macro trends that they use to measure, like, I guess, like how you're doing. That is, that is how I just had a complete brain fart lost my train of thought. <laughs> do you want to hear Maslow's? Do you want to hear Maslow's thing? Yeah, well, you say that. I'll think I'll finish my thought. Oh, God. All right. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs, start from the bottom, going to the top, is um, uh, physiological. (laughs) Okay. That's the bond. That's like, that's food and sleep. That's like just the basics. Yeah. They're still trying to figure that out, Jared. (laughs) Then there's safety. So whether I have a shelter, money, could be health. Then love and belonging, then esteem, and then the top is self-actualization. That's what a self-actualization. Self-actualization. Yeah. So you're saying that we're starting off pretty much a few rungs up above, the ladder, like above safety. So we have physiological and safety covered for the most part. So that way it frees up time for us to focus on love and belonging, esteem, and, you and think self-actualization. That's true? Is that I, I, I know that's true. Okay. Then so the, the thought I was gonna say was that you think of macro trends from like each generation, yeah. like wars going on that we've had to deal with, least consequential of the last three or four generations. Yeah. Hunger, right at a mass, like mass hunger level, best it's ever been. Homelessness and like poor people and poverty, best Is it's that ever true? been. Yeah, definitely, dude. Uh, are you just so. saying, yeah, definitely, dude, because you <laughs> think it? Or you, you, that's what I mean. Like, you, you kind of lost me in the poverty part. You lost me in the poverty part, Jared. I don't. You, you think there's more that? poor people now than the when our grandparents grew up and when our parents now, grew up? I'm talking. Let's just compare our parents. Like in the, you know, think about 80s, 90s, right? That's when they were becoming adults. Like. I don't know if you compare those macroeconomic factors, how they pan out, but. Here, I, I got U.S. poverty rate by year. Let's see if we can, we can pull it up. Yeah, so it, it's declined rapidly other than COVID in 2020, um, down from a peak in the 90s of 15% in 93, down to 10% in 2019, 10.5%. What was the median income and in, say like? 1990 um i don't know if i got that let's see i'll look it up the self-actualization piece the only point i was trying to make right is 
if you think of most people who are spending time on YouTube and care enough about shit like this, like they're probably people who have their lives pretty good and they're looking for that authenticity in the work that they do and the content that they consume. I don't know. I, I do think that's part of it. But the other piece I was going to bring up, which I think is probably more significant, is people who grew up pre-internet, like you only knew what was told to you and what you read in the newspaper, the newspaper came out and you saw on the cable news that was on like two hours a day and what was in your community. Mm-hmm. And our generation Definitely. was ex- has been exposed to like, we use the multiverse reference, like a thousand multiverses of what our lives could be by seeing all these other people on the internet and YouTubers and social media people and different career paths and LinkedIn and, you know, all these things that I, I think make... You're, I don't know, I guess in my personal opinion, I'll use that as a reference, like make me realize there's so much more you can get out of life than just what may seem like is presented to you as like the immediate option because it's what's right in front of you. Where if you didn't have the internet. You don't don't think you're an exception to the general rule in that case? You think everybody's brain works like that? Not everybody. But I think that the people who who are going to take the time to look up their own news sources to make sure they're getting what's actually going on in the world, I think probably would work like that. That's certainly not the majority of people. No, and that's what I. Yeah, median kind of income working. in 1990 was just under fifty five thousand. <laughs> by the way, what does that equal okay. in today's dollars? <sighs> I'm not looking that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know where we were going, but yeah, I think YouTube's effed. No, so not, for, not uh, from a money perspective. So, well, so hold on though. So the, just the thing about what you said initially, I think is really the immediate future is they need to go. You need to go subscription, which yeah. sucks for us as consumers because paying 10 bucks a person or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, like, you know, it's tough, um, right? So that's like, going to be super to Crystal and Kyle and friends in six months, but I feel too bad to cancel my five bucks a month. I pay them. Right. Um, you know, so it's going to be difficult for us as consumers, which is going to then backfire on them. And I don't know how that dynamic is going to su- uh, sustain itself because Sagar and Crystal can still host that segment. It's just demonetized. So they still can get their subscription money from their, you know, clients that's coming in every month, but they're not going to get yep. paid on the advertisements that roll during that segment. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, and, and they set it up so they didn't have to rely on advertisements because they started for that reason. The, for that and, reason, exactly. And yes. that's the thing, right? That's the crux of, I guess, you know, my my that second part of my question is like, you know, in order for it to work, that shift of media to like a mostly digital, you know, uh, environment, it's gonna have to be reliant on subscription or some sort of like guaranteed money outside of advertisements. Yeah. Right. And you guys want to know how much $55,000 in 1990 would be let's, worth today. Let's guess. Let's see if we can guess. Yes. This is so this is 1990. So this isn't going to make sense. Really? The, it was fucking $55,000, the median income. And that's what it said. That's what it said. Dude, so it's me, like 30 me, something now. No, you're thinking the average income median uh, and average. Median is different than average. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, what do you think, Jared? Guess. I'm a guess it's going to be like 70, 
4,000. I'll say 68 and a half. All right. Both of you are way off. Jared is a little closer. $116,000. No way. No way. That doesn't even make sense. 55,000 in 1990s equivalent in the purchasing power to about $116,391.70 today. An increase of $61,391.70 over 31 years. Inflation. Now, fucking that obviously. That's bitch. fucked. Yeah, it also doesn't look good from a, from an inflation perspective either. But so here's what's fucked about that. So I looked up median income in 2020. Median income in 2020 um, is eighty thousand and twelve dollars. All right. So, so guess who had a better income. life? Guess who had it easier going? Guess who was self closer to self actualization? So maybe we're going backwards or wrong on this generation. Dude, there's there's yeah, a chance. Damn right. There's a chance. So, so, so what you're saying, Ty, is our parents had it easier than we do now? So is that the argument then? That's certainly not the argument we were going to have, but we've no, talked no. about this. Um, no, but like you were saying, like, because Jared was arguing that we have it easier than our parents did. That's essentially what Jared's saying, that our generation had it easier than our parents did. But you're saying that's not true. So then you wouldn't you be arguing the opposite? Yeah, but that really wasn't the point of our he was saying that in the context of, you know, where we're getting our news and, you know, who cares about what? Oh, OK. Yeah. And, and but, I was I thinking mean, about it more from like thirty six thousand dollars, a lot of money. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like in our formative years of how we were raised more than like once we were professionals and adults. Right. Like i know for a fact my mom was one of eight kids and my dad was one of three both were like lower working class families it was definitely way harder than the way that i grew up yeah that that's a fact yeah yeah Perfect. so glad we got to the bottom of that moral of the story let's start learning about nfts i think they're the future gary v told me <laughs> this this all came back to nfts yeah you gary v told me v. it's the future um, he's, I think I follow him on Instagram. Like his stuff will pop up once in a while. Yeah. He had a good fucking 15 seconds of fame. He's, I feel like he's still relatively famous. Now there was a point in time, dude, for like three months where he was like, the only videos I fucking saw on Instagram were really fucking Gary V videos. Yeah. It was like two years ago. He's a smart dude. He's kind of a tool, but he's a smart dude. He's a tool. Good dude. Good guy. I don't know. I don't think I don't he's, he's really he's, he's really into yard. He's really into yard sailing. I don't know if I'd want to go yard sailing. <laughs> hey, uh, one last thing. So, um, did you guys see the segment that Crystal did about the Buddha Judge documentary? Yeah, no, I haven't watched the documentary, but I saw the segment. Yeah, no, I haven't watched it either. But uh, so I I texted my dad today. I asked. I said, "Hey, do you watch the documentary?" And he said, "Yeah, it made me love Pete even more." Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Your dad's him. bought in. Huh? I remember when he, when he came on the show like last year, he was like asking us why we were being so negative about Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. And like defending big, him. Big Pete guy. Big Pete um, guy, huh? Interesting. So I sent him that thing and he was just like, oh, wow, Jesus, she holds no punches because she just like eviscerated <laughs> him. She does not like Pete. No, um, that's that's for sure. But I, I was just voicing my opinion of how I think he's just, you know, an establishment tool bag. Yeah. Um, and 
he said something. He's like, well, he's like, yeah, I, I don't think he's like God or anything. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, all we're picking from are establishment people. So, you know, w- what's it matter? And I was just like, yeah, fuck. Like, I mean, you know, if 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 that's going to continue to be the case and we're just picking from the fucking worst people imaginable to run yeah. the country, this these fucking either in the best cases, it's someone like fucking Pete Buttigieg who just doesn't believe in anything. will just say whatever he thinks sounds best, you know, to get himself, uh, you know, to the, the next rung in his career, um, you know, like that and that and that's in the best of cases and the worst of cases you get you know maniacs like donald trump or you know fucking ron DeSantis tries to you know the wannabe donald trump like if, if this is all we're gonna have, get to choose from like it's concerning what do we do because i just said like yeah, there's no fucking know. point in even voting if that's the case if I think all we're right, gonna dude. get is you know the promises of change and the promises of you know, investment and the working class and then the same fucking broken promises and, you know, rip to shreds bills, you know, and fucking handouts to the donor class. Like, how many times can that happen before, you know, everyone's just like, all right, fuck it. There's no point. They all do the same thing. Well, when you sent me that salt thing today, it literally made me like angry for an hour. I because so I didn't fucking ridiculous. I, I I knew it was included, but I was like, oh fuck it, whatever. I'll take the tax break. Nope. <laughs> as long as it benefits nope. you. you were... <laughs> I thought normal people were going to be able to use it because we pay state taxes. No, but, no, no, you're no. fucking rich, dude. <laughs> I, not a, not enough to uh, itemize my deductions. So yeah, that made me very angry. But I think you're right, dude. I think our only glimmer of hope. Is there's a Donald Trump esque figure that comes around again who doesn't end up being a maniac and <laughs> end up just being uh, Reagan esque Republican once he's in office? They actually stick with anti establishment. But I don't know. That's a lot to ask for. If only we had uh, like Reagan a. Reagan didn't exactly help the working class. That's no. my point with Trump. Neither no. did Trump. Once he was if in only... office, he was just another Republican. If only there was like a charismatic, ballsy Bernie. Someone who's right not on his fucking deathbed. Yes. So someone younger, more energetic, more charismatic that believes in the, the things that he morally like believes in. Obviously, whenever he comes up to the plate, he just sides with the establishment Democrats. But if we had like a more ballsy, charismatic Bernie, like I hate to say it, but with like Trump's charisma, but like yeah. with Bernie's ideas, that's kind of what we need. Yeah, but they're just going to get fucking squashed by... Like, there's no way they would let that happen. Like, that's why I say it's got to be like Trump. Trump was the only guy who was able to beat the system. That's what I mean. It has to be like the the Trump guy that can break the barrier because no one gave Trump a fucking shadow of a chance. He he was rich at the time. So, like, then you're saying it's got to be like a fucking a billionaire already. Or at least someone with a lot of clout who's going to get into every debate. And, you know, you can't really silence them like they did Tulsi Gabbard. Like nobody heard of Tulsi Gabbard. They're just like, oh, shut up, bitch. You're not even allowed at the debates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they booted her ass out. So that, that's why, like, I mean, it has to be like a celebrity type. Yeah. Like a 
Dwayne Here's Rock the, Johnson. But like that sucks, dude. Like <laughs> that, that's so fucking ridiculous that it is our, ridiculous. The the great hope we have is for Dwayne the Rock Johnson to run <laughs> and somehow, you know, become an amazing politician. Bo just went six to midnight when you when you just said that. I, lo- I love the rock. Huge fan. Great like, guy. Great dude. That's such bullshit, though. Like we are so fucked, dude. I, yeah, it, it's kind of makes totally me think. Fucked. Yeah, it kind of makes me think. Like, obviously, we've been told our whole lives that, like, we like being in a democracy. Like, we choose our own path because we elect our own leaders and everything like that. Um, and obviously, that's that's more the case with local politicians. But when you get to like the national stage with with the presidential election, it's kind of like. Like we don't really have the freedom of choice that we're that we were always told that we had because I guess the assumption was there would be good choices. So like you kind of it's kind of like when you're like little and you don't want to eat your vegetables. So like your parents like give you the option like hey you either eat your vegetables or you go to fucking bed or you sit there and stay at the table the entire night. Yeah, either way. So like no matter what your options suck, but like at some point you have to choose. And that's like, kind of what voting what if, has become. What if we just refuse to choose? Like, dude, that's a slogan right there. Refuse, refuse to, choose. to choose. That's going to be the title of this podcast. Wow. Tyler Cloutier running for office. Refuse wow. to choose. I'm oh, Tyler I, I'd get bought out so hard, dude. I'd take all the money. <laughs> yeah, you're actually, you're right. <laughs> you're right. That would, that would take very little time. That would be great. Like, <laughs> refuse to choose. I'm Tyler Cloutier. Don't even vote for me. Just listen to what I have to say. <laughs> I'm not even going to make be you fucking choose. wild. If like there was just a massive like decrease in voters, like our generation was just like, fuck this. So we realized that no matter what we do, no matter who we vote for, nothing's really going to change. But like, I mean, in the end, I guess that's why, the they end, have an, that's why they have an electoral college. E- either way, they're going to, you know, pick the guy. The election like, will still happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The popular vote is pretty pointless. So um, just it's just like an attaboy kind of thing that our founding fathers put in there when this whole constitution, this whole government was created. Well, a participation they didn't want trophy. Yeah, well, they, they, Dude, they we should do ranked they, choice popular vote in this country. It'd be pretty wild. Yeah, you'd never have a Republican again. Not necessarily, no. though. I think didn't they say if we do uh, popular vote like the chances of a Republican ever winning again? Yeah, is but like- dude, with ranked choice, like there can be a group of five people and you don't have to pick like the only one at the top of the ticket. You can pick any of the five. So like there could just be one dark horse Republican who like everybody believes in, you just know, slapping singles with third place votes or something. Yeah, no, I guess. Yeah. If like he keeps getting in like, you know, Joe Biden, I don't think would win a ranked choice vote. No, Yeah, I guess you're right. Especially not right now. Yeah, you're right. Because there's not only two options. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you're taking only, votes away from the top yeah, guys. Exactly. That makes sense. Like if, yeah, if everyone just wasn't just two. forced to vote for Joe Biden, like that wouldn't necessarily happen. Yeah. And like, it'd be just super interesting. You'd start to see, I bet you know, you'd start to see a clear picture of like where more people are starting to gravitate towards, depending on where those votes tally up and what the message is of those people. Like, are they populists or, you know, whatever. I think that'd be super interesting. Yeah. If the popular vote mattered, Hillary would have been president. Right. Yeah. So, I don't agree with uh, yeah, popular vote for a fucking choice of, you know, two people who nobody essentially picked to be there. Yeah. So either <laughs> right, you're yeah, totally yeah, you, right. You can pick. Yeah. Again, it's 
eat your vegetables, go to bed or sit there. So it's like pick the shitty Republican, the shitty Democrat or the third party candidate that no one fucking knows. So no matter what, your, your vote kind of just goes to something that's not going to benefit you in the end. At least that's how it's been. And at the end of the day, let's be real. We don't even have a two party system. What have the Dems done in office that the Republicans wouldn't have done? The exact same shit, right? Oh, I, mean, well, BLM, we wouldn't, yeah, I bet you hashtag, we probably wouldn't have had the infrastructure bill. Like, even if it's one point two trillion, like we wouldn't have had any of that. Sure, but there's not anything in the infrastructure bill that's for a Democratic like agenda. It's just like roads, bridges, broadband, like all good things for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. All I guess I was more thinking of like party would want. Yeah, like yeah, but the, the Republicans build, never did it. They had four years. They didn't do it. They didn't pass an infrastructure. You're, you're definitely right with that. I guess I was thinking more with Build Back Better and like how the promises are like yeah, overturn yeah. Trump's tax cut or tax breaks. You know, all of these things like you literally did none of them. Tax the rich didn't do that. Like tax what, breaks for the rich, dude. Like dude, it's just like yeah, it's, it's out of like a, like you would think like anyone who like came into it blind, you'd be like you're fucking joking, right? Like it's absurd. They couldn't have done that because they told you they were going to do the opposite. What do you mean no one's raising a fit about this? What do you mean Nobody's no one's talking about it. this? But I, I was at the gym today, and I don't know what show somebody was on from the White House, but they were on to tout the Biden accomplishments, dude. And they go on there, and what all they said, it was like a 90-second thing, and he's like, between the American Rescue Act, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, and soon to be the Build Back Better plan, we've accomplished more than any, whatchamacallit, administration in decades it's like, dude, do you think your average American knows what those terms even mean or what's in them? Like, you're not even doing a good job of promoting yourself. You no. just say these jargony legislations, nothing, nobody knows what you're even talking about. And you think that's going to get people to vote for you? Right. You like, some, if, 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 words. You were, if you were Biden, like, you wouldn't have Biden do it because he can barely speak. But wouldn't you have someone like hold um, uh, State of the Union or something, you know, something that's going to draw like yeah. national attention and say, I'm going to fucking detail all this shit that we're spending money on. Yep. Like, cause even if it's like in the millions of dollars, it's still going to seem like a lot of money, even if it really is insignificant. I'd be putting Instagram ads out there, social media ads in every town say, Hey, president Biden just passed new roads and bridges for your town. All that stuff. It's like, dude, nobody has any idea what these guys are doing. Right. But wouldn't that also just shed light on all like, like, for example, like us giving like more money to Israel than us spending on, like climate change, wouldn't that shed I mean, light on all would, the terrible control, things too? They, they would control the narrative. So if they were smart, they wouldn't position it that way. But instead, they just position it as we just passed a bill and don't even talk about what's in it. Right. It's up to the media to relay it to us. And obviously, kind of they're going to dilute it even more yeah. than the White House would. So, yeah, I get it. So, so Democrats, do, good. <laughs> Republicans, bad. Bad Trump. white supremacist. That guy's Trump. You must vote blue. If if, um, if Mayor P ends up being the guy running in 2024, we should 100% have your dad back so we can have a uh, professional, responsible adult debate and would love to hear why we should vote for Mayor P from his opinion. And we can ask him how he's going to feel when Trump wins the election. Well, I, I, <laughs> I think like what, you know, what confused me and, and again, I haven't watched the documentary, so I guess it's not really fair of me to say this, but like, you know, one of the things I, I, I was sending him some clips because I also read an article 
Sorota had posted something, someone had written an article about the documentary and just kind of why it exposes Pete is just like a vapid human being that like, you know, barely cares about or seemingly like, you know, barely has compassion for his husband, let alone, you know, the things that he's running on as, you know, presidential candidate. And I was sending him some stuff and like one of the things he said was he just he thought that, you know, Pete was like real, you know, like a real guy. It's like from everything else I hear, and again, this third party, it's not me watching it. Like, it sounds like it's the exact opposite. Like, he's the biggest fraud in the room. Yeah. He's a robot. And, like, I don't, that's, and that doesn't, that's not to say that he's a bad guy. Like, no. he, could be a, he could be the nicest guy on earth. And he very well may be. But, like, just like, yeah, exactly like you said, Jared, like a robot. Like, you know, I, I sent him some clip of him, you know, he, someone gave him a little shit on CNN. They were like, dude, you just took two months paid family leave. Yeah, we, and, we talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. And like your, you know, bill now does not include that. Like, don't you think that's hypocritical? And he like as if he didn't hear the question, just went on a two and a half minute answer about how transformational the bill is. Yeah. He just like, puked up dude, a word I, salad. What is that? <laughs> But like, you know, it's just again, it's not to say he's a bad guy. It's just that he's the exact same as everyone else. Yep. You could put fucking Kamala Harris. You could put Pete Buttigieg. You could put Joe Biden, roll him back out there in a wheelchair again. (laughs) Not like the same exact things will happen. The only difference is, is that he's gay. That's literally the only difference. Which is why he won't get elected. Keeps failing up, dude. Him and Kamala and, and we'll never, suck at everything we'll never and see, keep getting promotions. We'll never see a, a piece about the fact that that's why Pete Buttigieg can't get elected in a national election is because he's well, no, of because not. he does not have the minority votes for that reason. Black that people would do not like never Pete. be written about ever, never. But if it were the white folk saying, "I'm not too thrilled with this." I bet you they, you know, what What am I thinking? They would run an article and they would say it's because of the Christian right that, you know, backlashed against Mayor Pete because he's gay. That that would be the story on CNN instead. Oh, guaranteed, right. dude. That, that'll be the um, homophobic bigot will be the new white supremacist if Mayor Pete loses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, white supremacists didn't like gay people, right? You know, I can't imagine they did. No, they didn't like gay people either. <laughs> But I, mean, I can, K- I can K- picture K- K- quite a like few him. closeted gay white supremacists. Oh, for sure. Just yeah. like the priests who don't like gay people. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, boys. Um, Thanksgiving. Dude, it's Thanksgiving already. Can't believe Looking it, wild. Man. 2021's already almost over. You guys going to do a little uh, low-key turkey spread at the uh, Dallas residence? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's something Down small. at the ranch? User, uh, um, you, you and the dog. Yeah. Are you? Um. It, oh wait, no, it's Christmas. I was gonna say, when do you do that? The massive beef tenderloin. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Christmas Day. Dude, that's gonna be here Looking before you know it. That. Yeah. Just, just turn. Gonna be twenty twenty three, dude. 2022. I mean, <laughs> I was gonna say, hold on, I'm not married yeah, 20, yet. Wait, what? Can't, that was can quick. you believe 2021 is almost over? Doesn't it feel like it just started? Yeah, I feel like we do this every year, though. 
every year definitely it's already week faster. it's gonna be week 12 the nfl oh, see that oh. that's the most depressing part is yeah, that yeah the nfl Agreed. regular season's almost over thank god we I mean, when football week season's here, over and it's cold dark in winter here so what's that mm. yeah how's the, how's the mood been how's the mood been i've been busy enough the last couple of weeks or i just haven't really noticed but um it's gonna suck february's gonna suck do you have enough plan to get you through uh get you through till uh Wednesday night? What's Wednesday? Oh, this Wednesday? Yeah. Um Yeah, I think so. <laughs> enough so you won't like lose your mind and Yeah, no, today well. today's today was good. I what my morning routine. I woke up, um, had my coffee, watched a little YouTube for a half hour or so, <laughs> went to the gym, um, after the gym, came home, made some lunch. I had to get some shit done. I posted my uh, apartments for their rental listing for next year. I had some bills to pay. Took a little cat nap on the couch. Oh, nice. Went, went to uh, Anthony's Seafood to go get some fresh salmon to make for dinner. Made that. Watched a little more YouTube and then was recording with you guys. And look at that. They flew by. That's a day right there. And tomorrow, I'm going to go over to my house put my patio furniture in the basement, get some boxes that have my Christmas tree and Christmas lights, start getting a little festive at the new crib, get my Christmas decos up. And Dude, uh, you are going on 65 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I want to get my Christmas decorations up. Just like you describing your vacation, just pay my bills, listen <laughs> yeah. my apartments, do my groceries, <laughs> putting, <laughs> my, putting my stuff well, so away. I, I was away all weekend in North Conway, which was a lot of fun. And then the week before that, I was literally in Boston traveling all week. So last night was the first night sleeping in my bed, other than one night in like the last eight days. So I'm enjoying a little R&R time. Do you. Well, I won't say I won't say living living my best life, but <laughs> hanging hanging in there. I'm living, living a life. life. Yeah, living yeah, a life. life right now. Living a life. All right. Well, hang in there. Hanging. Hope you survive. Hope you survive. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right down the street. If you need me. Yeah. Make sure you call before you hang yourself. If you have any second thoughts, I'm, I'm a I'm a two minute walk away. How fast can you run up these stairs? Fast enough to catch me when I kick the chair over? <laughs> fucking, fucking He's not going to be able to catch you. I'm going to fall <laughs> right through the second. <laughs> All right, Fucked sign up, us man. off. Happy holidays, and I love you guys.